Hello and welcome back to the latest edition of the Hulkcast and Aston Villa podcast. As usual, I'm your host, James Rushton, and today we're facing a tax bill wind-up. And uh, the future of Aston Villa seems a bit in limbo, mate. It's uh, Again, I'm joined by uh, Danny Raza. I forgot to introduce you. A lot has gone on today. I'm sorry for my frazzled mind. How are you doing? I'm doing well, mate. I'm doing well. <laughs> uh, three things are certain in life. Death, Aston Villa annoying us forever and taxes i think that's uh i think that's the worst i think that's 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 the way we've got to start this off um taxes are a certainty we all know that this is part and parcel of running a business how are people sitting here right now questioning whether or not the aston villa ceo forgot to pay the club's taxes james i'm i'm baffled uh i, I was i was trying to sleep Today, uh, as you know, or may not know, if you're not a regular podcast listener, uh, I've got this turned around timetable right now, which means that I'm sleeping in the daytime. Um, and I woke up and, you know, kind of saw on my phone that a statement had been released by the club. I'm thinking, OK, here, fi- finally, we're going to get some clarity over here. Finally, uh, the club has ended their silence. They're going to tell us what's going on. I open it up and uh, <laughs> Keith Wyness has been suspended. And I'm thinking, what? Yeah, let's just rewind. Let's just rewind. If you are new to the situation today, um, it's breaking. Keith Wyness, firstly, was suspended by the club. The club gave no notification as to why he was suspended, for how long he was suspended, and what I brought this situation on. Keith Wyness, of course, Aston Villa's CEO, quite outspoken gentleman. Um, He's been on uh, various club channels. He's been around the country speaking about Aston Villa. Uh, Recently, he's actually been seeking investment for Aston Villa. Um, we'll come on to that actually because that's a key point. He hasn't been heard from in an in a in an official capacity, mate, since Villa lost the playoff final on the twenty sixth of May. So since Tom Kearney's goal sunk Villa and Fulham celebrated Premier um, promotion to the Premier League, Aston Villa haven't heard of their main man. Um, Tony Shaw, the chairman, may you may consider to be the main man, but it's not. It's the CEO. The CEO is a man who runs the day to day operations of the, the uh, football club. Today he's been suspended. That action has come. Uh, it's believed to come from the uh, owner, Dr. Tony Shaw. Then, immediately after, it was highlighted by a journalist. And this bloke, mate, um, he is no... He's not a lawyer. He's not a clickbait journalist. This is one of the most trusted financial journalists around, according to people I've spoke, um, spoken to. I'm just going to get that article up. Um, where was it? He's not someone who would just say this for the sake of saying it which is, it's a huge worry. Mm. And what he said, it's uh, Matt Kleiman at Sky, and what he said is that, uh, this is in regards to a tax bill, a £4.2 million tax bill, but Aston Villa forgot to pay. That was due last week before the playoff final. Yeah, so... There There are no words. There are no words to describe that. I don't understand. So, like, to me, there's two possibilities over here. There's, there's, this is, this is, this is basically it, right? Either, okay, so we're talking about tax. We're talking about the tax thing now for getting to pay the tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're talking about the tax thing, right? Um, just, cause, just because I feel like that, that, that needs to be sort of. I, th- I think that, that, that needs to be told in the context of of what's just happened with with Keith Wyness, right? Because it's all yeah. interlinked, right? Um, so, like. 
either the club, maybe it's Keith Wynas' responsibility, maybe it's somebody else's responsibility. Either the club, uh, let, let's be fair, it's Keith Wynas' responsibility, have forgotten to pay the taxes, right? Which is rather unlikely considering you get warnings and warnings and warnings from HMRC before that kind of thing happens. Um, or they simply don't have the money to, to pay the taxes and therefore have not replied. Uh, so it's pick and choose over there. So that's the tax situation. But James, uh, you, you were going to speak about Keith Winers first, were you? Uh, yeah, uh, Keith Winers, of course, outspoken. Um, this is very interesting, mate. We'll do a little timeline. So Sunday, the rumours uh, abounded of uh, Aston Villa actually being taken over again, that Tony Shaw was going to sell the club to a, a consortium Hopefully. of British businessmen. Yeah, of course. And um, that came about on Sunday. The club didn't deny this. It had to be, you know, it was denied through, you know, various channels. The Birmingham Mail eventually got a source. Uh, led, you know, we were led to believe that it's from the doctor himself that Villa are not for sale. So on Sunday, the club is, there's takeover rumours. On Monday, the club barely moved to say it's not for sale. Today on Tuesday, so we're three days out of takeover rumours, the club has suspended the chief executive officer, Keith Wynas. It's uh, madness, mate. It is complete madness. Um, people have actually warned Villa fans about Keith Wynas and his activities. I'm not going to go into, you know, the, the history when people were doubting Tony Shaw and all of that because, you know, they had no reason to to doubt him. I think they were, you know, there was a bit of paranoia at the start. Now, I think everyone has the benefit of hindsight and, you know, certain people come out and say, hey, we was right from the get-go. No, that was very paranoid of everyone, I think, at the start. But now we're in a position where uh, it's worrying. And what I'll pick up on, mate, is Villa's method of resolving this tax bill isn't to pay it. From the words that have come out, they're in constant dialogue with HRM, HMRC, sorry, Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs. Alex Carson on the blog said, you know, this wording is interesting because if you're in constant dialogue with HMRC, are you paying it? Because surely you'd just pay it. You wouldn't be working with them. You'd be paying it off. Mm. There's no working with them. You'd be, you know, the wording's interesting there. I'm not sure if it's something to look into here. Yeah. Uh, so we don't know what kind of tax bill Villa would have got. We don't know what, you know, how much it is, do we? I think that's... We do. It's just uh, the information actually is just... Oh, really? Literally in the last five minutes come out, mate. Okay, James. Um, break John, John, per- John Percy on the... Telegraph, of course, um, I think it's a journalist we can actually relatively trust in regards to Aston Villa news. Um, Aston Villa, uh, £4.2 million tax bill has been left unpaid. Okay. I mean, um, in football terms, not a lot of money. Yeah. In tax terms, a lot of money. Sure, sure. Uh, as you say, in football terms, not a lot of money. I, th- I don't see why the club wouldn't be able to pay that off, which is, um, which is worrying, to be honest. Um, it might have been a case of... You know what? It like it, it may simply have been a case of can you just hang on a couple of weeks so we can see what happens in terms of whether we get promoted or not, um, which is still irresponsible because it, at the end of the day, when the taxes when the taxes come, you have to pay them. Um, I'm wondering now what the circumstances are going to be uh, because of it. Um, the worrying the worrying thing is we're not being told an awful lot. We don't know 
exactly why this has been allowed to happen. We don't know whether Keith Wyness has been sacked because of the tax situation. We don't know whether the tax situation is that serious. Like we're, we're, we're going off a lot of unknowns right now. All that seems to be happening is that Aston Villa are sending their fans into further and further doubt and basically just kind of the sense of, of you know, uh, I don't know. What's the, what, what What would you describe it as? Is it, we're all in a sense of paranoia at the moment, I think. It's a, a constant state of doubt because now when the club says something, are you going to believe anything? You know, we have been told time and time again that there was plans for dealing with FFP. That's one thing. FFP, a stupid rule made up by, you know, those in charge of the Football League. The tax is a law, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. and Aston Villa fall in this middle ground. They're not Google and they're not a self-employed toiler. You know, they can't take cash and jobs. They can't find loopholes. They're in the middle ground of where you get the, the bill and you have to pay. There's no loophole. Mm. And uh, 4.2 million, mate, that should have been paid. And the problem is there is no negotiation. The deadline is seven days. If you fail that, you will face a winding up order. You could go insolvent or face liquidation. Villa have not yet been issued a winding up order. So that hints to me that the tax bill still, still has a few days left. But we're talking the time span of a week. By the time we record another podcast, mate, that order could have been issued. Still, it's not there yet. So we can't say that. However, the prospect, when it comes to administration, that's not something we can totally put out of the picture. And that's a worry. No, you know, not- you can't say Villa will not face this because chances are they can. They will. I, I don't. I don't think we will. Um, in the grand scheme of things, I'm sure. I'm sure, you know, that there's there's got to be a plan to to fix it and a, a plan to sort that out. We can't be that much in, you know, in the shit. Basically, there's there's I I mean, if we are, then I don't know how we could have ended up in that situation. It just seems very weird to me. Um, I I, I guess maybe Tony Jar is is kind of waiting up to see you. I mean, maybe he's weighing it up. Uh, weighing up any offers that have come in for Aston Villa. I doubt there is any offers. I doubt that the club is up for sale. Uh, but as I say, man, I'm in a, I'm in a total state of confusion right now. I, I, I genuinely don't know. Like we as podcasters, you know, we want to be in the know. We, 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 I mean, what, what, what all we've got right now, James, to, to, to work with is this various statements that are coming out from various journalists and a very, very, very vague club statement. Um, so if we were to go into administration, then forget it, right? Uh, it's finished, right? Purely, I mean, plain and simple. That 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 that's that's what it is, right? That's ground zero, mate. That's start again. Exactly. That's it. That's it. Either we get relegated down to League Two, uh, to Conference National or whatever, um, or or we get a points deduction, which ensures essentially that we'd get relegated. Uh, if that if that is if administration is is what happens, uh, hopefully, you know that's not the case. Uh, I, I know that a lot of us are now kind of. We're, we're, we're coming around to the idea that we may have to use the kids a lot next season, and that's not a problem. It is what it is. right? We, we'll work with it. But not paying tax bills, that's unacceptable. But you've got to think about how rapid, how rapidly this timeline has progressed, mate. Last week, we were saying, oh, we've got to play the kids. Next week, we'll be, we'll, we'll, we'll be, will we actually be wondering if there's a pitch or a Villa Park left? You know what I mean? I'm sure it won't be that bad. But look how far we've come in a week since we last recorded. I never imagined having this conversation with you at all. Mm. And in the space of two hours, here we are. 
And uh, the day gets worse. It consistently gets worse with every single breaking news story. At first, you may have thought, yeah, a few journalists have got the knives out. You know, it's a big club. They're going to make a few stories up. Then the stories just keep coming from reputable sources. It's not just the Birmingham Mail. Yeah. No offense to, you know, their stuff. But it's not just people making stories over and over again for clicks. It's financial journalists coming out and saying this. You know, it's not someone with any interest in football whatsoever. Well, I, I don't understand what the club was trying to do with the statement today. I, 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 I have no clue. Right? Maybe, maybe it's the fact that they'd realized that everything had leaked and they had to push it out themselves before we heard about it from, from the news. Um, but like the smart thing would have been to find somebody to assume Keith Wyness's position. Obviously, Tony's Tony Zia, uh, according to the statement, is assuming that position. But that, that I, I mean, I, I don't know if I believe that. I don't know how much work Tony Zia can can really do as a chief uh, executive officer when he's obviously already involved with the active running of the club. Uh, so I, I think you know if they, if they'd have, if they'd have said that they're actively working towards something, then fine, that's great. Right, but if we're left in this situation, all that you're telling us is that we've that is that we've suspended our chief executive officer. Then that's not telling me. That's not telling any of us that the club is working to solve the situation. You know, tell us at least that you're not panicking. Tell us that there's a plan. Uh, the fact that there isn't, and the fact that there's no positivity coming out of the club. Whoa, like this is serious. Uh, and like I know we're we're podcasting now, and we can only we can only assume and 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 make predictions about uh, what could what may or may not happen but i'm hoping that by the time that we record next week that there's some more clarity on the situation i mean i think that's all you know it's so confusing right now do you want to speak conspiracy theories mate conspiracy theories. i'm saying i'm not i'm not going to go into the lengths of making stuff up but i think there is a real a real core explanation here. It's been brought to my attention by one of our writers, Adam Clark. Of course, uh, one of my old podcast co-hosts, Adam Clark, I'm now working at Reuters, I believe, uh, the news agency. Um, he says, well, he seems to believe that the, the simplest explanation is uh, Tony Shaw and Keith Warnes have fallen out. Simple. You know, the BBC WM said that the suspension of Keith Warnes and this unpaid tax bill are in no way connected. Mm. So that means something has happened and we have a missing piece now that we're going to have to kind of link up. If you take into account the rumours, mate, the rumours on Sunday that leaked about English businessmen com- coming out and the news we know about Keith Wyness and Tony Shaw both going their separate ways to drum up funds for Villa. Villa needed to find investment. Either that comes through recon or it comes from an outside source. They need to find investment. If Keith Wyness has been negotiating at home, Tony Shaw has been in China to get funds Maybe Wyness has done something that Shard doesn't kind of agree with. Well, maybe, maybe. I mean, look, it's it, what what the only thing about. I mean, the thing about this tax bill is that uh, we've obviously we've obviously heard about this from from a couple of sources, um, and I think it's even I think even Sky Sports are reporting on it now, aren't they? I think there's, there's various journalists coming out with with, with, with those sources, uh, but we don't. We no one's told us whether whether it's because we can't pay it or whether it's because we've simply just forgotten to. We don't know that right now. If it's if it's purely a suspension to to Keith Wyness and there's no explanation given, there there is there is that chance. There is that chance that Tony Zah doesn't believe that Keith Wyness is doing his utmost or or doing the best that he can for the club, uh, or maybe he just doesn't believe that Keith Wyness doesn't have it in him to 
basically solve the situation that we have now at Villa. Uh, uh, when, he, when he came in, Villa were in a situation where they could spend lots of money on, on different players and maybe Tony Zia, maybe he, he blames Keith Winers for it. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think maybe then in that case, Winers has found investors, you know, this is all speculation. Winers has found investors and he's went to Tony, either we sell the club to these investors, cut our losses or try and make a deal, or we're going to have to face the, the, the financial fair play and the tax people. You know what I mean? Well, this is it, isn't it? This is another one of the this is another one of the the different rumors and speculations going around, isn't it? That that purely Keith Winers has, has, has said it straight to Zia that we might face an administration, and that's worrying. It's worrying then that Tony Zar's reaction would lead to, to suspend him uh, rather than facing it head on. Uh, let's let's say actually that's not just speculation. That was reported by that was reported on Sky News. You know, I don't usually trust Sky News that much, but when it comes to business. Mm. You know, Kleinman, from what Adam's told me, he's the man. I'm ex- business exclusives. He's the bloke. So <laughs> if this is being written, if this is being written at the bottom of the article, our sources understand inside the club that Wynne said this about administration. That says to me that there's been a falling out. And, I, you know, it's all alleged. We'll say that right now. It's all alleged. It's all speculation. But when it comes to that being a footer on a Sky News article, we've come such a long, disastrous way in a week. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I hear that, but we we yet to hear the com any comments from from Wyness and than Zia. Do you know what I mean? We're like we, well, it maybe somebody at the club has has told journalists this, but we don't. We we're still not going to know a hundred percent. But Danny, mate, what are they going to say that's going to make you feel any better? Because everything they've said so far has fallen oh, apart. You know what? Just be honest, right? I think I think the fans are just tired of being taken for mugs. I think that's literally it right now. Like. Be honest, it'll be like an episode of fucking Arrested Development. It literally is at this point. It's like the first season of Arrested Development with George Senior in prison. It you know, good. maritime law, mate. It ain't good. Yeah, well, I mean, it, what, however bad the situation is, do you want to be? Do you want to be left not knowing about it, or do you want to know about it so that you know, for flip's sake, you can go and focus on something else for a little bit. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to be worrying about it. Fans don't want to be worrying about it. Fans want to know whether or not they can. They should be buying a season ticket. I'll tell you what, this is no disrespect to Fulham, Brentford, you know, those smaller clubs. They've found a way to use that. They haven't got massive stadiums. They haven't got massive resources. They're barely that popular. Come on, man. Fulham are rich. They're not that, you know, the finite, you know, when you go to a a sustainable model, they can't sell 40,000 tickets a week. They can't attract massive sponsors just yet. They aren't a massive property, mate. Brentford, even more so. Brentford, tiny, tiny, tiny club. Mm. Yet these two clubs, you look at, and they're an amazing example. And both of them didn't have the benefits of parachute payments. Fulham did for a while. They run out. They got promoted without them. And it's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing that we've had a God-given chance to go up and we blew it. And it's one of their faults. Yeah, no, they've blown it. They've blown it, right? What I don't understand is how we are the biggest club in the Midlands, right? And I will say that, right? For, I don't, I don't care whether Wolves fans, Birmingham fans, West Brom fans find it funny. Whatever's going on, Aston Villa, you know, find it, find it funny. You know, laugh as much as you want, but you know, at the end of the day, they've all been through this kind of situation. They, they've all suffered like this. You know, it is what it is, right? 
like we we should easily be making up the money from from advertising and and from ticket sales it should like it should not be an issue right as long as player wages are taken off the book as long as they're as they're made affordable you know and, and, and you know if if we if 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 that's the case then the then all you've got to do really is sell players and 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 it is what it is but you can't tell me that we 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 don't we lack the advertising opportunities that clubs like Fulham and Brentford do. You know, it's just not what it is. Uh, we're bigger. It's that's not saying oh we're a big club. We are genuinely bigger. We have a bigger stadium. We have a bigger catchment area. We aren't surrounded by Arsenal, Chelsea, West Ham United. You know what I mean? We are in our own area. Clubs separate have different identities. We have a massive catchment area, a huge academy, a lot of prestige, and a massive you know. We're, we're marketable. Well, we should be sustainable. I'm not. I'm not saying that Fulham aren't. I'm saying that we had so much more chances than them to do. You know, to do what they did. And let's not talk about football. Let's not talk about on the pitch this week, man. Because it's it's gone beyond that now. It's just. I'm just so embarrassed. I am so 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 furiously embarrassed with this football club and how they've treated their fans. Because look at the start when Tony Shaw took over. And he was retweeting some of the quote-unquote lunatics who were doubting him, making everyone laugh at them. I, I, I don't get it. I, I really, I, I look at that and I feel disgusted. I'm not going to say he's a bad person. I don't think he is. I don't think he, I think he's been misled yeah, yeah. by the people around him. Very much like Randy Learn. I think he's been completely misled by the people around him. But when you look at his Twitter account and some of the fucking things he's done, like... I think we all used to take the piss out of people like, I think it was Keith Villain or something. And he went on these mad conspiracy theories about how Shah had no money. I still think Shah's got money. It's just, it's locked up in China. Read about how China won't allow you to invest. Mm. But he was retweeting on them onto his timeline, mocking them. And that doesn't sit well with me anymore, really. It really doesn't, mate. I, I look, I literally, I don't, I don't care what, what went on with ZR on Twitter and, and whatnot. I liked that he was, he was upfront about it, um, and I, I like that that he contacted the fans. Right, say what you like. Right, maybe he didn't know the full. I mean, maybe he didn't understand the the full consequences that that, that came along with, um, with with investing in a club like Villa and 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 what might happen in terms of of uh, of buying a football club. He should have been. He should have been clued up about it. Right, but. We 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 still don't know exactly what the situation is and why we're in that situation. Um, financial fair play is incredibly complicated. I don't think anyone expected or knew it was going to happen. I think Zar made uh, a, a calculated risk to try to get us promoted by by signing big players that at the end didn't deliver. Um, unfortunately, you know that is the case. Uh, say what you like, Villa fans were all very excited when Ross McCormack signed, when the likes of Codger and Hogan signed. Villa fans were excited. It was big money. Uh, and, you know, that, that kind of thing should have delivered. Unfortunately, now we're living with, you know, the the consequences of those calculated risks. I'm not making excuses for Tony Zah. I'm just not ready to write him off just yet. Um, I'm really not. You know, we've we've had a lot of bad luck over the years. The club was an absolute state when he took it over. It's still a state now. Right, but I mean, on the pitch, it, it didn't seem as bad last season. Anyway, I, I just don't know yet. This is it. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for this difficult patch to kind of like roll over and see what the actual situation was is with attacks and the situation is with Keith Minus. But yo, like this club's been a mess for years. 
Uh, and I'm, I'm not surprised that we've still got issues to solve. No, it's it's. Let's move on a little bit. Let's move on to something just as equally depressing. How did Aston Villa not pay this? Um, it's long been known to people who have an interest in Chinese business, Chinese investment, and Chinese sports that people, Chinese businessmen or people with money locked up in China, there was a surge of investment. You know, AC Milan into. Wolverhampton Wanderers, Aston Villa, all these clubs got bought up by Chinese investors. Some of them based in China, some of them Chinese businessmen not based in China. The Chinese government in the last year or so, uh, since 2017, they've changed their investment strategy. They want people, and don't quote me directly on this, my brain is mashed up from reading the Financial Times today. I don't read the Financial Times. I have no interest in economics or money or stocks. I have no interest in money. I've been reading the Financial Times all day since I found out about this news. And from what I can gather about Chinese investment is that external investment in sports or leisure or real estate is not how the Chinese government want their citizens to invest. They want their citizens to invest internally into the Chinese sports, into Chinese entertainment. So when Tony Shaw tried to buy Millennium Films, that's why that fell through. When Tony Shaw tries to get money for Aston Villa, that's why that's not happening. I have no doubt that he's got money. You know, football is one thing where you can do a lot of things. If you have no money, look at AC Milan, for an example. But I don't, I believe Tony Shaw has got money. I don't believe he would have been able to hoodwink Randy, Randy Lerner. And the football league like that. Not, not with Aston Villa. So when did when did these regulations come out in China? There is a graph. I put it on uh, the site, uh, 7,500 to Holt. Uh, it's from an article, China outbound investment down nearly 41% in 2017. So around about 2017, mate, their, China's outbound investment sh- strategy changed completely from pushing money out of the country to keeping it in. Right. I mean, you know, we had a peak, we had a fresh <laughs> peak of Chinese investment in 2016 and it crashed. That absolutely reeks of of the whole situation. I'm not going to blame Brexit for Aston, <laughs> for Aston Villa's demise. It absolutely reeks of the whole situation with Brexit and Trump uh, and Trump, you know, wanted to kind of like um, go with this whole America first policy where like all these different countries are now basically thinking, yeah, no, we've got to protect our own businesses. We've got to make sure that everything works, you know, within our own, within our own uh, economic um, stratosphere, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, but look, Zar bought the club in 2016. How is he supposed to know this? It's bad luck. It's, it's a bad luck, which, which follows Aston Villa around everywhere we go. You know, all of a sudden our owner can't can't reach the money that he's that he's got up in China. What are, you know? What is he supposed to do about it? That's 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 that, that's that, that's I the just... thing, isn't it? Like we, it is now a case of get a good businessman in and and somehow manage to let the club be self sustainable. We have to go absolutely Stan Kroenka in this bitch. That's that's the only thing we can do. It's uh, it's it's hard. It is so hard to digest, mate. And uh, I think we're gonna come to almost a conclusion now it is there was just so much flying around we spoke for nearly half an hour on it um i still can't make up my mind on anything i just really think that no matter what now fans have to hold dr tony shot to account and they can't we we cannot afford to become sunderland i'm not going to say that sunderland fans and leeds fans didn't stick up for their club but we've got to go the extra mile now and prevent 
this situation before it happens. And I don't want to go into mad paranoia, but the fact that we have an unpaid tax bill worries me. It worries me even if we do pay it, because that should not be unpaid. That should be the first thing Aston Villa pay off, and it's not. So there we go. Yeah, it's depressing. It's depressing. Have you got any final thoughts on this, mate? Do you want to go off on one before we end? You know, with all these journalists coming out with stuff, right? Ten minutes ago, uh, ten minutes ago, Matt Scott, Matt Scott tweeted something, right? And uh, a professor called, known as Simon Chadwick just tweeted that um, these. Well, actually, no. This is this isn't this isn't an update. This isn't an update, James. I just want to ask you something, actually, before before we do finish off, because I'm sure there is stuff to to answer. You you watch Syria, right? You're you're obviously a big yeah. Syria fan. Um, so you know the issue, the issues that it caused at Inter. Uh, what like what what have Inter done about it? Like what 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 has been their response to it? Like what's 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 their reaction? Do they st- are they still are they still um, subject to financial fair play? The best example is AC Milan. So AC Milan have owners very much like Tony Shaw. Um, they are not as established. Um, you know, they don't have an asset like Recon. Right, okay. Um, it's, I believe the man, Lee Yong Hong, his assets seem to be, and this is allegedly completely made up. There is nothing. There is no money. There is nothing. There were forged bank statements in the purchase. How does that happen in a big problem. football club? Like, I don't, I don't, like, there's, pe- there's people going on about Tony Jia's, like, you know, fault, faked his Harvard degree and whatnot. Like, there's, there's, there's people who are saying that. Like, I, I don't think he did. See, that's the thing. That's 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 completely. That's 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 completely skept- That's completely just uh, something someone said. When you research Lee, you find nothing. Right. There is nothing. When you research Shaw, you find Recon at least. Yeah. When you research Lee, there's nothing. AC Milan bought Hakan Chanaloglu. I can't even Kalanoglu. say the name. Hakan Chanaloglu. Yeah. Um, Turkish playmaker. They bought Leonardo Benucci, two hundred grand a week contract. Yeah, Donnarumma. Can we just like? Can I just mention Donnarumma as well? What is it? Two- Donnarumma. Donnarumma. Right? Is he one hundred? Is he, is he yeah. like one hundred and fifty k a week or something? Or is it like two hundred now? Nineteen. He's earning a bomb. He's earning a bomb. And uh, that, what I will say about it at this Milan is there's a lot. This is perfect proof of the pudding. There's a lot you can do in football when you have no money, including giving people 200 grand a week. My God. So when you look at everything that's happened at Aston Villa, where did, how are we funding this? If uh, the, the money was locked up in China, will this money ever be released? Do we need to be sold? These are questions we need answering. I don't think Shah could have predicted yeah. that his assets would become locked up in China. But now we are in a real problem and it needs to be sorted because with a chief executive, mate, how do you sign players and how do you sell them? <laughs> exactly. It's, I mean, I can't imagine Tony Gio's doing the, doing the negotiating. I mean, that, that, by the way, that's not an insult towards his intelligence. That's the fact that he's not a football man. You know, that's not, it's just, it's just not what he, what he specializes in. You know, it's usually other people at the club who are, who are handling this kind of negotiation. So I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely, genuinely wondering. Um, so, and also, I think it's worth mentioning now to all those who want a new manager at the club. That's not happening now. Uh, we, that, that, that's, no, that's not if happen- Steve Bruce will be a blessing <laughs> if this is all true. Steve Bruce will be the best manager we could get. This is, you know, we. It's very uncertain the future this like this club's face uh, faces right at the moment. So I will 
I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna count my chickens. I, you know, and I will I genuinely worry if Steve Bruce leaves tomorrow. You know, I, I'm not saying he's gonna leave tomorrow. I'm saying the day that Steve Bruce leaves within the next two weeks or or month or whatever, that's when I'll worry because Steve Bruce only ever leaves when uh when 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 a club is when when really problems. is yeah really is in difficulty. So that's that's your sign. That's your, don't don't celebrate when it happens because that is your sign that there is an issue going on. And I don't. I'm not talking about Steve Bruce getting sacked. I'm talking about Steve Bruce leaving. What I will say about Steve Bruce is, Aston Villa—they've got no CEO at the moment. Um, they need to sell players. They need to buy players. They need to do a lot of movement. If they lose Steve Bruce, um, regardless of what you think of his tactics, I don't like them. I don't like the way we've played. I think it's uh, of a level below Aston Villa, really below Aston Villa. Um, regardless of what you think of how we've set up, I think again, I think it's below Aston Villa to set up the way we have and fold and collapse no, in the way, the way we have. I agree. Um, if you lose Steve Bruce, that's another problem we need to fix and we don't have the time and resources to do yeah, so. Yeah, because, you know what because, I mean? because at least with, with Steve Bruce, right, everything doesn't collapse, right? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about on the pitch now, right? Obviously, obviously, uh, we, we, we've played some really poor games and, and the team has just not turned up some days. But at least with him, it's it, it it works to some degree. The wheels turn, right? We, we with 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 a new ma- if 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 there was to be a new manager, if we, or with like a lot of different managers handling this kind of uh, situation at a club, whilst all of this is going on in the background, right? Their their teams may not even play. They may not they may not get the job done. It was efficient though under Steve Bruce. That's the main thing. It was it was efficient, and we managed to somehow get to fourth place. Yes, we had a lot of good players in the team, but the, the, but the fact was it, it it wasn't a total collapse. And it was an improvement on on an awful side to begin with. Um, so, like, if he was to leave and we end up doing a derby and hiring a recently retired player or something to coach the club, like, that's when I'm going to worry. You know, right now I want somebody who's been in the job for years, who can, who's, who's, who's been there and seen that. Like, that's, that's all it is, really. Um, and, yeah, let's just hope that we see the next week out without dying as a club. <laughs> So the last thing today, um, Villa's tax bill, this is Birmingham Mail now I've had their say, Villa's tax bill will be paid by the end of the week. Tony Shaw hasn't been able to get money out of China for some time now. We, we all know that. Um, so he's had to take out a loan to cover this. Oh my God. So uh, I think he's taken the only option he actually can do. But again, it's another loan. It's another thing hanging over Aston Villa. I it's only 4.2 million. But look at clubs like Bolton Wonders who've had this hanging over and uh, how it's affected them. So uh, I think we count our blessings. I think we, you know, we are lucky to still be in the position we are because if we were clubs like Portsmouth, I think there'd be a there'd be a mad panic right now, wouldn't there? And I, there is a mad panic. I'm not discounting that, but we're still holding out hope that we can fight this somehow. So I'm thankful. Yeah, for and let's look at this one other way, right? So he suspended Keith Wyness and Tony Zia. Perhaps has just gone. You know what? Right. Let me just do this. Let me just sort this out. You know that that this this might be the sign that Tony Zia is just saying. I'm dedicated to this. I want to get this fixed. Um, like this is this is a purely positive mindset. I understand that nobody really has that right now. I understand that that uh, that, that, that 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 we're all we're all worrying. Um, but I'm I, I wanna I wanna present. There are two sides to to every story. Perhaps this is Tony Zia saying, "Look, let me sort this out." You know, maybe maybe he just doesn't believe that Keith Wyness was doing it. No. I, I... 
that's what I hope so, mate. But yeah, I think we've come to the end today. I think we can't really go into more because there's there's just a lot of lies happening right now, to be honest. I think people have shared pages of a winding up order that doesn't exist. Stuff like that, stuff like that is flying around now. So I think it's uh, time to call it quits, mate. Um, very very concise very sharp today we've uh really been a uh, finger on the pulse today so thank you for being up for mm. that uh mr danny All good and uh yeah people can find you at dh riser can't they at dh riser on twitter uh i might anger some of you because i i say a lot of uh i i, I do tweet a lot of things which which people seem to like disagree with um mainly because of uh a lot of things that have been grinding me in the news recently uh, but <laughs> try not to try not to uh, get too disheartened if uh, if if I ever reply to you disagreeing with you or whatever. So, oh yeah, you can find me at Jammer Rushton. Find us together at seventy five hundred Holt. Our cast of you know excellent writers, uh, guest writers, and of course you find South Mister Riser. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll link up again soon, uh, no doubt when the next event of breaking news happens, and hopefully it's something a lot more positive. But again, hold out hope. And uh, if the worst has happened, I think we're we, we're all capable of capable of banding together and fighting for this club, aren't we? Absolutely. And can I just say that all the writers at seventy five hundred to halt at the moment are, are are really like doing a good job of updating the fans on the situation over here. So uh, I I am yet to write an article for this, so I'm not involved here. But like the likes of James and and, and Adam um, are are obviously uh, trying doing their best to keep you updated every single day. So make sure you're logging onto the page and uh, checking. Uh, checking out the, the the different articles as and when news is out of Aston Villa. Yes, yeah, so we'll catch you very soon, ideally with something more positive to speak about. See you later, guys. Goodbye.